Welcome to the Multifamily Five, where industry experts provide raw information about how they are achieving success in the current market conditions. And now, your host, Dallas-based real estate broker, Mark Allen. Welcome to the Multifamily Five. Today, I have Jeff Chalfin with Flow Dynamics, who makes the great smart valve. Jeff, how's it going? Doing great, Mark. How are you today? Hey, doing well, doing well. All right, so excited to get into this this interview today. For those that are joining us maybe for the first time, try to not get into the fluff, but I ask five questions. Today, excited to highlight a vendor who's helping investors or property owners reduce their water and sewer expense, and I'll, left, I'll let Jeff get into that. Jeff, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself. Sure. Uh, well, thanks for having me on your podcast. I uh, really appreciate that. And uh, my name is Jeff Chalfin, and I'm a CEO and uh, one of the partners in Flow Dynamics, uh, based here in San Diego. And uh, we own and uh, manufacture a patented product called the Smart Valve, which does just what you said, helps people reduce their water and sewer bills. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I also do want to highlight just previous discussion with Jeff. Um, he was in commercial real estate in his prior life as a real estate broker. And it seems we worked for uh, the same uh, or alongside the same platform, uh, formerly known as Sperry Van Ness, now as SVN. But uh, Jeff was a retail uh, owner and also broker in the Phoenix, Arizona area. Is that right, Jeff? That's correct. It seems like a lifetime ago now, but uh, but that is that is the the accurate story. Correct. Okay. So let's get into the background a little bit about Flow Dynamics, um, and, and maybe you want to tell the Flow Dynamics story um, and how that uh, that got to start, uh, as well as the Smart Valve. Sure. Um, well, it actually kind of came out of uh, you know you say there. In every bad story, there's a silver lining. So I, I was, uh, you know, well established as a, a commercial real estate broker doing retail and owning and operating shopping centers in Arizona uh, when we had the, the big implosion uh, in 2008. And uh, that uh, waked me out pretty good and uh, tried to hang on until the recovery, but uh, was ended up, ended up being forced to look for other opportunities. Um, and, you know, long story short, basically, uh, you know, came across this technology um, that had been invented by a guy in the Florida area and in, in, uh, Southern Florida. And uh, the long and short of that is that uh, my partners and I basically ended up uh, purchasing that technology. And at the time he had a pending patent on it. Um, this was around uh, 2011, 2012 was when we finally uh, acquired the, the business and the technology. And uh, we continued, at that time, it was a very, uh, still raw product. I don't think, you know, we knew at the time how much more work it still needed, but it, it still needed a lot of development. Um, but uh, we ended up having our first patent issued in uh, 2014. And, Anybody's welcome to go look that one up. It's U.S. Patent 8707981. Um, and basically that, that first design, uh, you know, it was basically taking the original inventor's design and trying to continue improving it. That first design was quite different than what we have now. 
um, it's kind of interesting little history. Um, the, the, the first design was now what we call the first generation valve. Uh, we no longer manufacture that for reasons that'll become apparent. Um, that was a valve that actually went inside your pipe. It kind of disappeared inside the pipe. Um, and to, again, try to keep it uh, from too long a story, we found that there were a lot of inherent problems with that design that um, while we would have some success, it was a lot of brain damage and a lot of heartache sometimes to get to that success. And we realized it was never gonna be able to become kind of the mass uh, market product that we wanted it to be. So we were kind of at the verge of deciding to either just throw in the towel or we realized we needed to go back to the drawing board. And fortunately, we did the latter. And uh, with some brilliant engineers came up with current design, which we call our second generation valve. And that's, and, and the primary difference there is that this valve does not go inside your pipe. It actually replaces and becomes a, a part of your, a section of your pipe and is externally adjustable. And so what that means is that we calibrate it to your property in real time with the water on. Uh, and that allows us to get the best performance every time and and be able to basically operate that valve uh, without ever you know after installation without ever again needing a water shutdown needing to get a plumber out there that was one of the main problems with the, that first generation is to get the best performance the valve really needs to be calibrated to your system and and in that first design you know you had to try to do your best to do a site survey and and get all the measurements of your system but in the real world it's it's almost impossible to get you know all the data you need and get it accurately so it ends up becoming a bit of a guessing game and and so you know the the main uh, feature about the valve and the functionality is, is it uses a main spring and that spring you know choosing the right spring force to your property is what gets you the, the best results without causing any problems and uh so in that first valve, what you would do is you would... Jeff, real quick, I, I, it's great to uh, know about the, the history of the company and, and the history of the product. Um, I think before we get into it any further, let's yeah, talk... Maybe about Jeff, I'm getting into too much detail about that. <laughs> let's, let's talk about the challenge um, and then kind of lead into, you know, the solution it sounds like you're heading into. So, you know, what's the challenge for, for property owners and then... You know, you can you you can hop into the solution and how the smart valve. Yeah, the reason just so you know, the reason I wanted to get the reason I wanted to touch on that a little bit is because we do have some kind of real slimy people out there that are still trying to sell a version of our first design, and I think people need to be aware of that and make sure they avoid it. So, Jeff, if you would just explain uh, explain the challenge that the the valve solves. Sure. Um, Mark, so, you know, basically uh, what this, you know, what's going on in your water system, you know, and what the smart valve solves, it's, it's all about physics. Uh, you know, this is not a, any malicious conspiracy by your water company or water meter manufacturers. Um, you know, what go, what's going on in your water system is, uh, you know, the, the first thing to understand is that, you know, all our water systems are pressurized systems. Um, you know, the, the, there's really only three main ways to move water. You know, the, the, you have the caveman style of putting it in a bucket and carrying it. 
uh, you know, then you have, uh, you know, the Romans improved on that with aqueducts, but in uh, modern times we use closed pressurized systems. And so the important thing about that is that in a pressurized system, water flows from high pressure to low pressure. And so what that means is that the city is, has pumps, right? Your, your water municipality has pumps that are generating the pressure to push the water to your property. And then when you want that water to, to come out somewhere, a faucet or a valve or whatever your usage is, uh, a toilet, uh, we're, you're gonna open, say, the faucet, and what you're doing is you're dropping the pressure at that faucet, and water then flows downstream and out your faucet, right? Well, to get that water to flow, it requires a pressure drop. So like I said, we're dropping the pressure at the faucet, and as water flows downstream, that pressure drop is traveling in the opposite direction upstream, which allows water to flow. And so that pressure drop starts at the faucet and travels all the way back up through your pipe to the city main. And, and how much pressure drop that is is a function of one, you know, how much did you open the faucet? So the more water you demand, the more pressure drop it takes to get that water. And it also has a lot to do with what, per, what percentage of your system capacity are you using? The greater you, the closer you get to your capacity, the greater the pressure drop. So now the other important thing about that to realize is that if you, if you remember from high school physics, uh, in a pressurized system, you, we can compress gases, but you cannot compress liquids, right? So the perfect visual of this is a soda bottle. So if you, if you have your typical soda bottle that's not been opened, you know, you know there's full of liquid and you, we know there's entrained gas in there, right? You can shake that bottle up as hard as you want and really nothing's gonna happen to it. But the second that you take that bottle cap off, the pressure drops and what happens? Instantly, the gas volume in there expands drastically right and if you were to pour all that soda and that those bubbles through a water meter your water meter would measure it all as soda and so this is exactly what is happening in your water system every time you demand water you open that faucet the pressure drops it travels upstream through the pipe and and in, in a closed system there is water and air and and the, the the volume of the air depends on the pressure and so as we drop the pressure to ask for water, the volume expands. And, and that happens throughout your whole system all the way up to the city main. Now, out in the city main is a, is a really giant, you know, usually a giant pipe, like 30 inches, 40, 60 inch pipe, you know, whereas on your property, maybe you have a one inch pipe or a three inch or a six inch, it's, it's much smaller. So what that means is that while you're having uh, pretty large pressure fluctuations in your pipe out in the city main. There's, we're using a very tiny bit of that capacity, so there's this, the pressure in the city pipe barely moves. So now the next important thing about that is that water meters, almost all water meters, about over 99% of water meters in, in use, measure by volume, okay? So what that means is you can put anything of any but that has volume through the meter and it will measure it. You can hold the water meter in your hand and blow through it. It will spin and measure that and bill you as if you took some water. So, so now what's happening is 
you've opened that faucet, the pressure drops in the system, the air expands all throughout your system, and your meter is measuring that as water. And so, for example, if you, you know, in most cases, if you took a, a, a one gallon bucket and filled it up to a gallon line so you knew you got a gallon, your meter might measure 1.1 gallons or 1.3 gallons or maybe even 1.5 gallons, sometimes more than that. Um, so that, and, and, and in most cases also, the, your sewer bill is based on your water bill. So whatever inaccuracy is showing up on the water side is also showing up on the sewer side as well. So that's what's going on in the system and that's why there's inaccuracy. Have you found that there's higher, higher variations and inaccuracies uh, depending on the city? Like is, yeah. is there, like potentially, are there more inaccuracies in Birmingham, Alabama versus Dallas, Texas, for example? You know, every location is unique. Um, you can't really wave a wand over a whole system and say, you know, uh, Birmingham has more inaccuracy than Dallas. It's, it's really, we find property by property based on a lot of different variables. You know, part of it is the, the local municipality, you know, how old is that system? How leaky is it? How many water main breaks maybe they're having? How many bends and turns are there? What, what, how much demand do your neighbors be using and, and affecting the whole system pressure? Um, but I, I think most of the variability is, you know, that's some of it, but a lot of, there's also a lot of it based on your demand on your property. How, what size pipe do you have? You know, how uh, variable is your demand? Uh, 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 if, if you're a manufacturing facility that's running, you know, a smooth, steady stream constantly for a long time, that's not going to, that will still have some inaccuracy, but maybe not as much as somebody who's, you know, turning on the water and turning it off a lot, you know, or, or using a little than using a lot. So there, there, like I said, there's a lot of variables um, and, you know, you'll see properties that you might think were virtually identical properties that can have, you know, widely differ, different results. Yeah. So from a high level, I know we talked some details there from a high level, you're helping uh, the meter gain a more accurate reading um, just in general, which ultimately uh, there's, there's less air going to the meter. Um, you're getting a more accurate meter reading, which is ultimately reducing um, that meter reading uh, and your water and sewer expense. Yeah. One, one thing I want to be clear on and some people get confused on is right. We're not removing any air. All we're doing is we're basically, and we'll uh, we'll get into exactly how the smart valve does this, but you know, essentially what we're doing is moving your meter into that city main pressure zone where the pressure is not going up and down. So, you know, so that, that that's a good entree to talk about. You know, how does the smart valve work? So basically, what we're doing is we're taking our our device and we're installing it between your meter and the building. Right? It's on it's downstream of the meter. So on your, on your property, and, and basically it's like a toll booth, right? We're, we're putting a gate between the meter and the building. And so that pressure drop that we talked about that starts at the faucet and travels upstream used to go all the way to and through and past the meter. Now that pressure drop stops at the smart valve and everything upstream of the smart valve is now essentially in that city main pressure zone where the pressure doesn't drop. So basically, we've stopped 
we've, we've, we've taken away the opportunity for the air to expand due to that pressure drop at the meter. And by doing that, your meter is now more accurately measuring just the volume of water that's passing through and not that additional volume of air. That yeah, that's great. Okay. Makes a lot of sense. And then uh, as far as prime use cases, can you talk a little bit about, you know, uh, at least I focus in workforce housing, so more so B and C class properties. And some of those properties, the ownership or the property pays for the water and sewer bill. Um, and some of those properties bill back for that utility expense. Uh, what, what's your take on that? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, in my experience in my commercial real estate days, you know, it was mostly retail, but also multifamily. And, uh, you know, so I have some understanding of, uh, you know, the different ways, uh, you know, billing might be done. I know there are some properties where, um, you know, the owner is absorbing the, the billing and, uh, and then some properties where, you know, that's passed on or the tenant is built directly. In either case, you know, obviously, the, the bottom line to a, a, a multifamily owner or operator is, you know, how much money, you know, how much money ends up on your bottom line. And, and obviously the, the less utilities are going to be built, the more money ends up on the bottom line. Um, you know, whether that's paid directly by the tenant, by the landlord or the tenant, uh, you know, if you, if you look at a competitive, you know, your, your property in its competitive market, obviously the amount of rent you can choose is, is a function of the total expenses to a tenant and how does that compare to a competing property. So if, you know, if you can lower a tenant's water bill or water expense by 50 or whatever, you know, pick a number, $50 a month, let's say, well, that should be $50 more a month. You can, you know, you should be able to get in rent and stay competitive in your local market. And whatever that total savings is, whether, like I said, whether it's paid by the landlord directly or paid by the tenant, when that gets to your bottom line, you know, you can apply that to whatever cap rate your property is worth and, you know, figure out how much value you've added. Jeff, can you share a case study uh, of specifically an apartment owner? I know, I think you said yesterday, on average, you're saving around 20% or, or what you're hearing from property owners is around a 20% savings. And that's going to differ, you know, month to month. Um, but can you share a specific case study and, and what you're seeing as a range of water sewer expense savings? Sure. Uh, you know, start off, you know, as a, an overall, when, when you look at the results that we get back from uh, our installations out there, which are great many, um, if you put it on a bell curve, you know, I would say the meat of that bell curve falls like between 15 and 25% is, is the savings that most people are achieving. And then you have your outliers. So usually we see worst case of, you know, about 10%. And sometimes uh, we see some outliers on the other end that are above 30, 40, and even 50%. You know, we've had rare cases of. Um, in fact, we recently had one of those and there's a testimonial on our website, which will uh, provide that info um, from, from that apartment. It was a, a multifamily building up in Michigan that uh, actually they did this, uh, this is a large company that did this as their pilot, it was a Rocco Real Estate. They did it as a, a pilot installation and, and got over 50% savings on that one. I think their bills before the smart valve were, water bills were ranging between eight 
and 11,000 bucks a month. And after they installed the smart valve, they were ranging between two and $4,000 a month. Now, I want to be clear that that is an outlier and that is not, you know, nobody should go into this expecting to get 50% or more savings. Um, but it, it, you know, it, again, it kind of shows whatever the inaccuracy in the system is what the valve will bring out. The, the good news is, is that, you know, they, they took that pilot and then did a, you know, a portfolio deployment of the smart valve throughout their whole portfolio. I think they've already done over 50 buildings. Um, the, the, the important thing is that, um, you know, to understand, and I, like I said, I can understand, you know, an apartment operator wanting to know, you know, what the effect is in an apartment building, you know, is it, are customers happy or their complaints or their problems, what kind of results you're going to get. The reality is though, that the, you know, it's all about what happens at the water meter, the smart valve and the water meter, neither of them know what kind of property you're in and neither care, right? Because it's all about what we're doing at the meter. Once the water passes the meter and passes the smart valve, the pressure drops back down and it travels into your building just the way it was before. And then, you know, if it's done right, you'll actually in the building never know it's there, right? The only, the only way you're going to know it, the only, the only evidence that's going to be there is your water bill. Um, and a good example of that is, uh, you know, we just, another report, savings report I just got um, today, actually, uh, was from two McDonald's that we were installed up in Canada. These were two, you know, seemingly identical, you know, this kind of proves the point. These are two seemingly identical McDonald's restaurants. Uh, we got their first three months study back for each one. And one, one of them reported 11% savings over the three months and the other one reported 37% savings. Um, so you can see, you know, there's a wide range of savings. Again, it's all about you know, what's going on at your property and in your water system and whatever it is, the valve will bring it out. And Jeff, what's the typical payback period on someone's investment? Sure. Um, obviously that's a, that's a function of, you know, what size line do you have and therefore what size valve do you need? The, the valve prices vary quite a bit based on what size line you have. And then it, how much is your water bill and how much savings do you get? Well, what are, pencils out uh, typically as we see it's almost always under two years and quite often and if not the majority of times it's under one year and in cases like that that Michigan apartment complex it might you know I think that had a payback of like a month maybe you know that would be an extreme example but it's a very short payback uh, in almost all cases and the good news is you know the valve should last indefinitely it comes with a 10-year warranty um, there's only one moving part, which is the main spring and uh, the plunger that basically that spring operates. And because our springs are designed uh, to be below their fatigue rate, the springs should last effectively forever. They should never wear out. So, you know, you should have whatever savings are available in your system. You should be realizing those, you know, from the day you install it forever. And so, well, this is great, Jeff. I've, I've enjoyed learning a little bit more about this. What's the best way for property owners uh, to learn a little more about Smart Valve, uh, your company Flow Dynamics, or just connect with you? Sure. Uh, you know, before, before um, I tell you, I'll give you all that info, one other important point that I think people should be aware of on this is that 
for most uh, businesses, and I, I want to disclaim that I'm not on a, a CPA and I'm not giving tax advice here, but uh, current tax code section 179D uh, allows for 100% depreciation of certain CapEx uh, deployments. And this qualifies for that if, if you qualify for that section. So you should be able to depreciate the cost, 100% of the cost of this in year one, which so basically Uncle Sam is whatever your tax bracket is, is uh, gonna contribute that amount to paying for this, which only shortens your ROI. Um, so I just wanna make sure people don't forget to check into that, talk to their CPA. Yeah. Um, to answer your question about how to reach us. So uh, the best place to, to learn more about the valve, and there's a whole lot of information there is our website, and that is uh, thesmartvalve.com. Uh, Three words, the smart valve, T-H-E-S-M-A-R-T-V-A-L-V-E.com. And like I said, there is a wealth of information on there from uh, videos explaining how it works. Uh, we have an independent case study uh, evaluation from Texas A&M University Engineering Department. Uh, that was real exciting. Uh, we have a lot of uh, property case studies and testimonials, a lot of uh, pictures of installations. Um, you know, all the above, uh, you know, frequently asked questions. And then on there also, you'll find uh, our 800 number, which is 877-843-8555. And uh, an inquiry submission that you can do, which you can also just do directly, which is info at thesmartvalve.com, same domain. So those yeah. are the, the best ways to find us. And uh, we, we typically sell our valve through authorized distributors. Um, so depending on where you're at and where your property is at, hopefully we have uh, somebody in your area that we can refer you to. If not, we'll help you and uh, you know figure out the best way. Our, our distributor network is is growing. And I'll also note that you know if you know anybody who would be a qualified distributor, somebody's already in the energy space or you know dealing with water products, we're always looking for new uh, high quality distributors to expand our presence. So. Awesome. Jeff, well, thanks so much for your time. Uh, I enjoy you providing some insight about the smart valve and how it can save owners on their water and sewer expense. And I look forward to keeping in touch.